Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 124 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the freedom to read your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's see what's happening in Mark chapter 7. The Pharisees and the scribes were after Jesus again. There were man-made rituals such as ceremonial hand-washing that Jesus' disciples didn't participate in, and the Pharisees wanted to know why. Well, Jesus started telling them about themselves. He was concerned with matters of the heart, making the people unholy, and not specific cleansing practices of the body. In verses 21 and 22, Jesus lists all the evil desires and sins related to the heart. In fact, Jesus said that all these evil desires make people unclean and unholy. I know that if you are working through this Bible, you desire God to consecrate and make you holy. So pay close attention because there may be something in these passages we need to repent from and ask God to show us a better way of living. He will help us through our own struggles and sins if we include him and his son. That's why Jesus came for us. That's why he bled for us. So Jesus told the Pharisees their hearts were not right towards God. They simply followed rules and laws. In fact, they went against the word of God when they took money from sons and daughters instead of having them take care of their own parents. Verse 13 says, thus you are nullifying, making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition, which you in turn hand on. And many of this kind you are doing. Lastly, Jesus did some healing in this chapter. He was always healing people, which shows his loving and merciful heart. He is here for us, just as he was alive in person 2,000 years ago. We can go to him with our healing needs, and he will listen. Let's see what the author of Hebrews writes in chapter 9. He writes about how the blood sacrifices were made for the sins of the people, just as we have read and are still reading in the Old Testament. Verse 22 says, in fact, under the law, almost everything is purified by means of blood. And with the shedding of blood, there is neither release from sin and its guilt, nor the remission of the due and merited punishment for sins. Yes, blood was shed regularly before Jesus' blood was shed. His blood now covers us once and for all. There is no need for any other sacrifices. I enjoyed reading about the tabernacle, the lampstand, the showbread loaves, and the holy of holies where the high priest went in just once a year. All of this is so fresh in our minds as we are reading the Old Testament simultaneously. Verse 28 is the pinnacle of our faith and this chapter and says, Even so, it is that Christ, having been offered to take upon himself and bear as a burden the sins of many once and once for all, will appear a second time, not to carry any burden of sin, but to bring to full salvation those who are eagerly, constantly, and patiently waiting for and expecting him. We look forward to the second coming of Christ. Let us be the eager ones, waiting patiently and not straying from God's will for our lives while we wait. Waiting is hard. Patience is hard. But Jesus tells us to wait, remain vigilant, and pray against temptation. Let us pray for patient endurance to endure till the end. Let's see what's happening with the Israelites in 1 Samuel chapter 15. We read about another sin of Saul, which sealed the deal that lost his kingdom. He was given the task of wiping out the Amalekites because Amalek was against the Israelites as they came out of Egypt. The Lord never forgot and wanted them destroyed, not just the people destroyed, but their livestock as well. Saul ensured the demise of the people except for their king, which was against the Lord's command. 
He also allowed the men to take the best of their livestock for themselves. God had told him to not let even one of them live. From Saul's response to Samuel, it appears he allowed all of this to take place because of his men's wishes. He followed man over God's commands. He didn't go God's way because he was pressured by his fellow fighters. Let this be a lesson for us as well. Let us follow God above the people's voices we hear around us. God will not be usurped. Verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as idolatry and teraphim, household good luck images. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Well, of course Saul repented, but it was too late. Samuel had to kill the king of the Philistines himself because Saul didn't do it. And Samuel didn't meet with Saul again until the day he died. In verse 16, we meet the son of Jesse, who was named David, the one who Samuel was to appoint as the next king. David was the youngest son and was initially left out of those who went before Saul to see if any of them were the ones to be anointed. This reminds me of a Cinderella story. The spirit of the Lord went into David and the spirit of the Lord went out of King Saul that day. In fact, an evil spirit from the Lord tormented Saul. His servants told him to find someone skilled at playing the lyre for times when the evil spirits tormented him. It's not by chance they found David. Saul came to like David very much and even chose him to be his armor bearer. This story also resembles the story of Moses when Moses was supposed to be killed as a baby but went down the river and was saved by Pharaoh's daughter, then raised as an Egyptian prince. The Lord knew exactly how he was going to use Moses and he knows exactly how he is going to use David. It is fascinating that both Moses and David would be used greatly by the Lord and were both afforded the opportunity to be mentored by a king. Do not despise the small beginnings, my friend. The Lord's plan always comes to pass. We don't know how, but it is enough to know that it does. Psalm 124 would have been sung on the fifth step leading up to the temple. It is a psalm stating God was on their side when he led them out of Egypt. They remember they were blessed by him as they would not have escaped without a miracle. The miracle of the parting of the waters. Verse 8 says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. They gave reverence to the Lord. Let us give all our reverence to him as well and know that every blessing we have comes from him. Now let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. We ask that you impart more wisdom into our hearts. Lord, grant us patience so we don't sin against you. Help us wait on you. Help us wait on you even when it looks like you may not come because we know you always come to save us. Keep our eyes on you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.